Good morning. My name's Julie Alsop. I'm one of the pastors here at Faith Community. If you are new or visiting with us, whether that's in person or online, we want to extend a special welcome to you this morning. So glad that you are here with us. So this morning, I thought I would start out with a funny. Anybody want to start out with a funny? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's always good to start out with a funny. Okay, here we go. The Pope just finished a tour of New York and was taking a limousine to the airport. He had never driven a limo before, so he asked the driver if he could drive for a while. The driver, driver pulled over along uh, the roadside, climbed into the back of the limo, and the Pope took the wheel. The Pope then drove onto the highway and accelerated to over 90 miles per hour to see what the limo could do. Suddenly, the Pope noticed the blue light of a police car in his side mirror, so he pulled over. The policeman came to the limo, looked in through the windows and said, uh, just a moment, please. I need to call my chief. The policeman called his chief and explained to him that he had a very important person pulled over for speeding. How do I handle this, chief? asked the policeman. Is it the governor? questioned the chief. No, this guy is even more important. Is it the president? the chief asked. No, even more important. Well, then, who is it then? screamed the chief. I don't know, sir, replied the policeman, but he's got the Pope as his driver. I think it could be God in the back seat. <laughs> oh, it's good to laugh, isn't it? It's good to be together, and it's good to laugh, and it's good to hear each other laugh. So, so last week, I want to do just a little bit of a, a recap. I talked about our spiritual inheritance and, and preached from Ephesians 1. I want to encourage you to, to go back and, and take a look at that if, if you haven't just yet. And I uh, talked about the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, right? And it's our inheritance. But many times, we experience our faith walk as information and not transformation. And I gave this illustration of vacation t-shirts. Uh, many of us, when we're on vacation, will pick up a, a shirt uh, wherever we have been, right? And last year, the last year, last week, uh, was the illustration of New York City. How many of us have been in New York City? I love New York City. Been a couple times, so much fun. And, um, and so I've got a t-shirt at home, and it says, I love New York, right? And I've also got a mug. Uh, but there's also shirts, when we go into these t-shirt shops, uh, that say, my, my nana, my mom, my aunt, my whoever went to New York City and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. And I got thinking about that and how that could represent some of our faith journeys with the Lord. Sometimes we just settle for the t-shirt and we miss the experience. So this sermon series known is so near and dear to my heart. What does it mean to know Jesus and make Jesus known? Let's not settle for the t-shirt. We want the experience. We want to experience the power and the presence of God in us and through us. Again, knowing Jesus, making Jesus known. So today, uh, we're going to settle in and, and pull up a seat uh, to Ephesians 2 and what it means to be seated with Christ. Hear these words from Ephesians 2. Uh, this morning, I'm reading from verses 4 through 10 in the NIV. Hear these words. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, 
in order that in the coming ages he might show us the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God, not by works so that anyone can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. May, the, may God add his blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. So much to unpack in this passage, and I want to start with what it means to be seated with Christ. A little background for you. The church of Ephesus was near and dear to Paul, but the culture of Ephesus was full of spiritual warfare. And he wrote to them to remind them of the power that they have in Christ to overcome. I don't know about you, but every time I turn on the news, I see warfare in our very midst. That seat is available to all of us, believers who sit firmly in our salvation to overcome the warfare that is around us. Some of you uh, may be like me. Uh, I grew up. Uh, as a little girl, going to Riverfront Stadium. So many fun memories. It was so fun to watch the Big Red Machine uh, in the 70s, uh, having no idea what influence the icons uh, that they were in the world of baseball. Legends like Sparky Anderson, Joe Morgan, Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, and many others. I might be jogging a few memories out there. In those days, uh, the stadium was built to host baseball and football games. And as we made our way to the stadium, uh, we would uh, locate our level and many times proceed to go up, 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 and walk a little more. Anybody else go into that stadium? And in fact, uh, Sean brought in some memorabilia, uh, a red seat and a blue seat. So I encourage you, uh, before the end of the service, to come up and take a look. He's even got Barry Larkin's autograph. Isn't that cool? And uh, so, many, uh, so many memories uh, right there. Uh, but some of you would know um, that description, right, of those, those red seats, and the stadium, it was laid out by color. Red, the highest color, down to the lowest, would be the coveted blue seats. You could tell where I sat when I say the coveted blue seats. I was often in the red, uh, red seats. Those, those uh, colored seats hold so much history and fond memories for us that some of us, again, were able to purchase those seats, just like Sean was able to get those. And I've got a neighbor. Uh, he has a row of red seats in his backyard. Every year, he hosts a wiffle ball tournament. It's so much fun to sit in those seats. You see, the blue seats gave you the best view of the game, the best view of the game and the players. And if you were lucky enough, uh, you might even get an autograph or one of the players to toss a ball to you. And then the, the red seats, they had great airflow. They had great airflow. And you could feel maybe as you touched the clouds, you were up so high. And you could see the game, but it was at a distance. It was at a distance. You see, where you sit, it changes your perspective. It is by grace through faith that we have been saved. And our seat is secured with Christ. You see, in any seat, you have a view that gives you perspective. One of the things that I like about the new Red Stadium with uh, Great American Ballpark is the view that you have of the game, but also the river you can see beyond, and it has widened my perspective. Faith shapes our perspective and our view. Hear these words from Ephesians 1, 7 through 23. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. 
I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his people, in his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that has, as is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. When we accept Christ into our lives, we're born again and we become new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, and the old is gone, the new is here. Amen. We have a new seat. We have a new seat, and we have a new perspective. When you're seated with Christ, you have God's power, the presence of the Holy Spirit. You were sealed. You're sealed. You see, the world that we live in isn't easy. And it comes with challenges. Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, in his incomparably great power to those of us who believe. You see, when the enemy whispers in your ear, and he does, he does, be prepared. I've got a friend who's in my, my known group, and she talks about the enemy that will sometimes come and rest on her shoulder and, and whisper in her ears. And, and, and so she shared with us that she just goes like this, and she just flicks the enemy off. So I want to encourage you to pick up uh, that, that great uh, little habit, this great discipline that she has, that when the enemy comes and he whispers, that you, that you don't let him have any control over your life. Just let him know where he belongs. And I want to do a little side note, too, uh, about these known groups, about small groups, about any type of, connection, a type of connection you have here at church. I just want to encourage you in this season, as we come back together, to take the step to, to get involved in a group, to be in a relationship and community with other believers in Christ. It's, it's how we're wired. God created us for community. And, um, you know, yes, I've been to seminary. Yes, I read the Bible. But let me tell you, I don't know everything. And we learn from each other. You know, just like, you know, that, that little discipline of being able to, to flick the evil one off when he's whispering in your ear. There's so much that we can learn from each other. There's so much that we can learn together uh, from the good books. So I just want to encourage you in this season. So whether or not you're comfortable uh, to come together in person or you want to stay online, we've got opportunities for you. So I want to encourage you uh, either to reach out to me or to Dwayne Davis of, of how we can connect you with others here in the life of the church to know Jesus. So, we, so we, we know that the enemy comes and he, and he whispers in our ear. And then sometimes we have fear or we have doubt that sets in. And, and we remember a, a word from John 4.4, 4, you dear children are from God and have overcome because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That is a word. You are seated in a place of victory. Can you say, I'm seated in a place of victory? I'm seated in a place of victory. Let's say it one more time. I'm seated in a place of victory. Amen. Claim it. Claim your seat. 
we see we, we pray from a place of victory and we live from a place of victory. And I think sometimes we forget that because those, those uh, voices that come and the enemy that whispers in our ear, we've got that fear, that doubt, and we have to remember where we sit. This morning, uh, we're going to hear uh, a, a bit of Jenna's uh, testimony, and we're going to uh, hear of her story of victory. And I don't know, if you, know about you, but I have just loved all of these uh, stories that we've been hearing, these powerful God stories over the past couple weeks. So let's have a watch as we hear Jenna's story. Hey, Faith Community. My name is Jenna Wool, and I am a junior in our church youth group. And this morning, I'm going to give you a little piece of my testimony. I make this joke that growing up as a pastor's kid, I had a drug problem because I was drugged to church and to Sunday school and I was drugged to finance meetings and choir practices and basically any time the church doors were open, I was there. We were the first ones there and the last ones to leave every single Sunday of my childhood. But and you would think after all that time, I would want to be as far away from church as possible. But the more I reflect on it, Church has made me who I am today. Growing up as a kid, I remember seeing Christians in action. I watched prayers answered right in front of me, and I saw, I saw the Holy Spirit work through the people who served and the people who worshiped, and I was in awe while watching these miracles happen, and I, I realized I wanted that. And I, I knew that the only way that I could be filled with the Holy Spirit like the people I was surrounded by was if I asked Jesus to live in my heart and I asked for forgiveness of my sins. So on June 28, 2015, when I was 11 years old, I was saved by grace through faith. And soon after that, God made it known to me that there was a specific path I had to go down and he had specific jobs for me. So I started as a crew leader at VBS. And I, that is where I absolutely fell in love with teaching kids who God is and so i started teaching sunday school every single week and i absolutely loved that and one day of the week was just not enough for me so i started coming on tuesday nights to stepping forward to teach kids in our community who god is and who jesus is and showing them god's love and, and god's kindness and i absolutely fell in love with that you know, but I've never done these things because who my dad is, because my dad is the pastor of the church or what he does for a living, who my earthly father is. I do it because of who my heavenly father is and what my heavenly father has done for me. I don't do it because I'm the pastor's child. I do it because I am God's child. Now that does not change how grateful I am that my parents do what they do. I'm truly so blessed to have been in a household that exposed me to church from such a young age and made church top priority. And I'm so thankful for the faithful role models that my parents are for my brothers and I to look up to. And overall, I am so grateful for the hours upon hours I spent at church as a little kid in the front row and behind the scenes, because without that, who knows who I would be today. Thank you, Jenna. What a, what a sweetheart that girl is. She got to uh, go to the Holy Land with us uh, last January, and it was so much fun. And I just love her heart for the Lord. And, and to all you parents out there, I just want to encourage you to know that the foundation you lay and the seeds that you plant matter. 
they matter. In Christ, you were created to do good things, and it flows from our inheritance and our heavenly seat. So where do you need a victory in your life right now? Where do you need a victory? Knowing Jesus, making Jesus known. Claiming our seat this morning. Claiming our seat. The, the team is going to lead us in a time of worship, and then we're going to uh, experience the power and the presence of the Lord uh, in a prayer time uh, at that conclusion. So uh, let us, do you want us to stand or to sit? I think we'll sit. We're going to sit. Do you like that? We're going to sit. We're going to sit, and we're just going to experience the presence of the Lord.